Love podcasts? You'll love Podcast Magazine, taking readers into the lives of today's leading podcasters and beyond the microphone of the shows fans love. Each month, Podcast Magazine's dedicated writers share personal interviews, industry happenings, exclusive categorical charts, and independent ratings and reviews of under-the-radar shows. If you listen to podcasts, subscribe now at podcastmagazine.com and grab a free lifetime subscription while you can. That's podcastmagazine.com. On today's episode of Reinvention Radio. Entrepreneurs have made money. If they can do something to make more money, great. But if they can do something to make more money and help people in the process, that's where they want to be. So if you're an entrepreneur that's doing the same thing, think about that for yourself because to the extent you might be able to work with them or be in the same space as them, you're going to make money as well. And you're going to help people, which is ultimately what we should all be trying to achieve. This is where normal comes to die. Mediocrity meets its final demise and the status quo is unabashedly dismantled. Welcome to Reinvention Radio. Now, here's your host, Steve Olsher. We're, uh, we're doing this as we have been doing on Zoom here. So we are live on Zoom, live on Facebook. Join us every Thursday from 12 until 2 Pacific. And uh, just connect with us on, uh, on Facebook there. You can join us live. And we would love to have you as a part of the conversation. And as always, as part of the conversation, the lovely Mary Goulet hanging out. Hello, Mary Goulet. Hello. Richie Ote. Still in the studio. I know, right? Still miss the studio. I know. Me too. Me too. Richie Ote, what's up, my brother? How you doing? Doing great. Doing great. Looking forward to talking with JP. It's been a while. Yeah, it's been a like little a while. A couple months. <laughs> right? And, uh, and here on Reinvention Radio, we do sit down with all sorts of amazing people from across the globe who have reinvented their lives and are changing the world as a result of really just fulfilling uh, their, their soul's desire of, of what it is that they were really meant and, and made to do. And so love sharing these stories of reinvention and uh, so many great episodes coming up uh, as well here on Reinvention Radio. But, you know, of course, we're, we're just hoping you're doing okay and uh, hope you're staying safe and staying healthy. Um, I will say that we just found out that my niece and her husband uh, are potentially um, being impacted here by COVID directly. So, we're going to get the test results back today on uh, our niece's husband. And uh, my, our, our niece has a fever of uh, over 102. So, so we'll, uh, we'll see what happens there. But uh, hopefully it's just a cold or a flu you know, sort of thing and, and nothing dramatically worse than that. How, uh, let me just go over to, to Richie and then Mary, you can unmute yourself when you can. But Richie, how, uh, how are you guys holding up? Do you, do you know of anybody who's been directly impacted? Like still family or friends? Yeah. Still okay. don't, uh, you know, if, if I go a couple degrees out, yes, you know, friends, friend, friend yeah. type of thing. Um, yeah. But not anyone directly. Okay. Mary, what about you? Anybody directly? No. Thankfully, no one yeah. that I know. Yeah, good. And let's hope it, let's hope it stays this way. And, um, you know, it, it's interesting. And if you uh, are unfamiliar with our other show, which is called Beyond Eight Figures, 
uh, definitely check that out because we will be releasing a very uh, an episode very soon here uh, with Mac Lackey, and that was a really interesting conversation uh, around opportunity and and the fact is that you know there 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 are opportunities here, especially for entrepreneurs. And, you know, it's, it's not something that we want to, uh, we don't want to come across as being opportunistic. You know, there's a difference between understanding what the opportunity is and coming across as being opportunistic. But at the same token, there is definitely something to be said for the opportunities that are present. And, you know, if you... I was I was desperately trying to figure out how to trade in oil futures mm-hmm. because I know without a shadow of a doubt that there were billions of dollars made in the last three days. Billions with a B. When you go from something that is worth negative $32 to I believe I just saw it at $14. I mean... That, that is an exponential increase that you can't even calculate. So the, the point being, I, I unfortunately- drain your pool. They have paid you $32 a barrel to dump it in there. Know, bring it over and then I'll sell <laughs> it back. it's not quite that easy, but you know. I know, right? So, but the point being, that's a perfect example. I, I know that there are people who- who, I mean, literally, it was like Bitcoin in a day. Like the, the types of returns that people saw on Bitcoin over that prolonged period when it got up to $20,000 a coin, this, this was Bitcoin in a day. So, you know, I, I wish I knew how to take advantage of that. Fortunately, uh, our guest today, Mr. Mm-hmm. J.P. McAvoy, the millionaire's lawyer himself, uh, <laughs> an opportunity to chat about opportunity uh, because I do, I do believe that where we sit right now is going to be one of those interesting periods of time that in the history books, of course, there won't be a history book. There'll just be some weird lady standing in your room that's a hologram telling you about what happened. Um, but in the, you know, in the history tellers, whatever that's going to look like, you know, 50 years from now, you're going to have people talking about this period and, and, and how there were more billionaires created during this period of time than, than at any other period of time in the history of our country, you know? And so ultimately, let's, let's explore that. Let's, try, let's unpack the whole conversation around opportunity and, and specifically JP, um, let, let's, let's start with kind of where you came from, albeit briefly, and then the work that you're doing now. So just, just briefly talk about the work that you were doing and, and then the work that you're doing now. By all means. Yeah. Thanks so much for having me on. Great to be here, Steve. Hi, uh, hi there, Richie. Hi, Mary. Thanks for having me on. Great to be here. So my background, uh, I mean, I've always, I've always been in law uh, and uh, my background actually began as a litigator, or I should say my training began as a litigator, where I thought that I'd be frankly up on my feet uh, and in the courtrooms arguing. And uh, I, through my uh, early training experience, realized very early on that wasn't for me. Specifically, I would, I'd spend all night preparing for trial in the morning and things would 
invariably settle, you know, on the, literally on the courtroom steps. And my work product would be thrown in the garbage after quite, quite unsatisfying to do that work. And uh, at the time I was doing it, I was watching a number of my friends who were starting companies and growing companies and asking me to get involved on the business fronts. And I got very excited about that and uh, realized the work that we were doing was growing companies and creating wealth and changing the world. Uh, and so I, I pivoted to use the word uh, that uh, we're beating to death right now, but I pivoted yes. to uh, that back at, you know, back at a time before we were all using the word uh, to be more of a business person and a business lawyer. And that's, that's made all the difference in the world. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and, and so to, to that end, you, you've worked with some, some pretty interesting people that, uh, that, that folks might have heard of. Are you, are you willing to share some of that? Just yeah. a little yeah, by all means. Uh, and, you know, to, uh, you know, uh, harken back to what you just said, uh, some of the people that are going to be making, you know, the millions and billions of dollars right now are the type of people I was working with as I came out of school and continue to be friends and have done very well at that time. Because at the time I came out of school, some time ago now, but that was at the beginning of the dot-com boom, right? Where people were thinking about uh, ways of creating money through the internet, Uh, well, we've now got the COVID, we're going to have the COVID-19 boom. We will have that. It'll be when we, when we come out of this, this current phase and some of the entrepreneurs that are doing the thinking like the ones I was working with back then and continue to work with, uh, make all the money. They, they create the opportunities that others, uh, pile into and in so doing, uh, uh, create vast wealth. You know, these are the types of entrepreneurs that we, we've seen continually throughout history and we're going to see that all again. Yeah. Yeah. So, so can you speak to a, a few of the, or at least a couple of the folks that, uh, that, that folks might know by name that you've actually been sure, able I mean, to advise? I mean, obviously I know uh, the, probably the most recognizable is Elon Musk. I mean, I went to school with and lived with Elon as he was creating uh, his first company and uh, I've worked with a number of the people that were at the first company because it's, it attracts like-minded people uh, as we created that first company. And I think at the time, well, when we sold the first company, the first company that Elon uh, created with his uh, brother Kimball, very good friends of mine, uh, was called Zip2. Uh, and it was sold uh, to Compaq Computers for 307 million US at the time. Wow. At the time, the largest all cash internet deal, because prior to that, there was a lot of, you know, people would swap paper. In the dot com boom, people were just swapping paper. And a lot of the time, the paper turned out to be, well, really worthless as people uh, didn't, didn't take advantage of what it might have actually been worth. We sold hmm. the company and made uh, money. Elon at the time made, I think it was 27 million, which uh, seemed like a lot of money and certainly was a lot of money to me at the time. Uh, sort of pales in comparison now that he's since gone on to start a couple of companies and you know, he's among, among the richest people in the world. But that's the way yeah. it all begins, step by step along the way. Yeah. So your, so your role specifically uh, as it relates to the Musks then was, was what? Uh, well, I came in as a, a, I mean, we were, it was a smaller startup company at the time. So we basically spent time hiring ourselves out of our positions. I was a business development legal counsel, you know, the time I came into the company and we went about, uh, we were much younger at the time. Uh, we went, we went about hiring positions around us and people to basically replace us. Uh, so we ended up hiring a general counsel who I ultimately ended up working for. Uh, and, uh, you know, business development VPs and things like that as we grew the company out. So I came in sort of early stage. I call myself a founding employee, but uh, the company grew very quickly. We uh, received numerous rounds of uh, seed financing to the point we had all kinds of employees before we ultimately sold to Compact. Uh, so it, it, grew, it grew to a much larger company very quickly. Yeah. So let, let's talk about 
And being surrounded by those types of people who are able to uh, just think differently than, than the average entrepreneur, what, what were you able to glean from being involved with, with, with those types of thinkers that maybe you can share uh, with, with our audience to help them think potentially differently? That's a, a great question, Steve, and it's one people have asked me many times. You're hitting it on the head. I mean, not to uh, uh, belabor the Steve Jobs quote, right? Think differently. But they yeah. true, these business leaders, they truly do think differently. Uh, every time I get together with, with them, I still see it. Uh, they, uh, they will step back and look at things at a macro level, and they will think about things five and ten years into the future. They are able, Elon's, I mean, renowned for this, but uh, those he associates with and people like him that I've worked with, they have the ability to not get lost in the weeds, you know, or as they say that, you know, the forest for the trees, they step back and they think about things at a much greater level. And they think about where we're going to be in five years from now, 10 years from now, and how the world's going to look different. I mean, Elon's talking about going to Mars for crying out loud. It started out as a joke. Right. But I mean, at the time I was working with him, he was also talking about an online bank and we all laughed at him about that as well. Right. We know what the results of that is. It's, you know, now he's laughing all the way to the bank with that. It's the exact same thing with Mars. He is going to get the last laugh with that because he's sitting back and thinking about where we're going. And he's not thinking about next year or even the year after he's thinking about 10 years from now. Interesting. Yeah. Let me turn it over to to Rich and to, to Mary before I start hogging all the all the mic time here. So Rich, let me start with you. Questions for JP? Uh, business and personal, but I'll just, I'll stick with, I'll stick with the, the show here for now. But uh, great to see you, JP. Um, I, I want to really dive into Elon a little bit more and specifically what you learned working with him and what you picked up working with him and, and specifically around the ability to see something that someone else doesn't see. And also to go back a little bit to Mac Lackey on our last show about going all in because as he cashed out from the the bank we're talking about, right? We all know um, he, he proceeded to then start three separate companies and Mm -hmm. was basically for all, I mean, not compared to us, but he was broke in his world Mm -hmm. and it was basically living on a couch um, and just working, working, working in three separate verticals at, at the same time. So what did you see about what, instead of just saying, oh, he thought different, was there anything that you saw that, that you brought into your thinking that helped you be a lawyer for people who are starting new businesses and something that you could kind of pass on, even if it's a small thing that they can practice daily? Because like surfing, if you know where the wave's coming and you also know the wave's going to crash, but you, you can get caught up in that wave or you can ride that wave. And, and a lot of this is in just the ability to look forward and see an opportunity, but have the patience to kind of navigate that wave. So anything particular that you could pass on to someone that's just getting started? Yeah, yeah, for sure, Richie. That's a, that's a great question as well. Uh, a two-parter because you asked about me as a lawyer, it's different. And I learned that I didn't realize that at first, but I learned it, uh, I guess, subsequent to that is it's a different skill for the lawyer to have as opposed to the entrepreneur. Uh, for example, uh, with Elon, I mean, he literally, he walked into my office and he said, what do you think of a website called x.com? 
And I remember laughing and saying, it sounds like a porn site, right? Well, that was PayPal, right? Uh, and I learned, I, I guess, with that, that, the lesson to support the entrepreneur, because, you know, when it was said, he said it's going to be an online bank, and I was ultimately tasked, you start to think about, okay, well, what are the regulatory issues? What are the things that we need to do as a lawyer to make that actually happen, right? Support the vision. Uh, so that's what I learned personally as a lawyer. Now, what did I learn for the entrepreneur or to watch the entrepreneur and to help support that? A couple of things. One is, again, the way, that, the way of thinking, because at the time, uh, you know, PayPal was being begun, there was no online banking, right? So he was, again, creating thinking in the future, thinking differently. He was, you know, literally thinking differently. The second thing he was doing, and this is, I think, I think this is still true for entrepreneurs, is he was making lofty uh, predictions and projections and promising. Uh, he gets, he gets uh, sometimes accused of over-promising. And um, it's, it's something he does, but he does it because he knows it's what is going to propel things into the future. So he does it very uh, consciously. Uh, and he's, he's optimistic even as he sets targets and projections for his own teams. But that's a skill I've seen, and I think it's good for any entrepreneur to do themselves, is to think as aggressively as they can, especially if it's not a public company, right? You can certainly do that if it's not a public company. Set aggressive targets, uh, because if you have, happen to hit half of them, you're a lot further along than most people. So he very much would do that, and then he would work his butt off. I don't think I've ever seen anybody work harder. I, I lived with him, as I said at the time, and uh, he would come home two or three nights a week. Uh, for the remainder of the time, he would sleep under his desk at the office. That's the way he was. When you talk about being all in, he was all in in terms of his resources, both physical and monetarily. So, uh, yeah, being aggressive with your targets, pushing hard, uh, and because even if you short, fall short, which he does, right, and that's where he gets criticized, but the, re the reality is him falling short of his targets is 10,000 times ahead of anybody else. Yeah. Yeah. Mary? So, hey, JP. Great hey, Mary. You. It's so good to see you. Um, gosh, you know, it's interesting. We had Mac Lackey on and we talked a lot about mindset and a lot about you can't solve a problem from the same energy that created it or came across it. Now, you're an entrepreneur as an attorney, as a lawyer, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. right? So, all of your experience with these high profile, highly successful free thinkers, projectors, and creators, how has it expanded your personal um, idea of yourself as an entrepreneur? Hmm. That's what a wonderful question that is too. It, I guess expanding is a great way of putting it. For me, I would almost say limitless as well. Really anything is achievable. Uh, and this is, I know these are the types of principles you guys talk about here and, uh, and, and people listening should really adhere to those. It, you are only really limited by your own thoughts, right? The reality is an entrepreneur, uh, anyone looking to transform their life needs to first begin by imagining what it can be. Uh, that's the first step. Uh, I've created many businesses for people. They think that there's some kind of magic formula to creating a business as a lawyer, I mean, when somebody comes into the office and says they want to create a business, I say, what do you want to do? They say they want to sell pencils. I say, great, you just created a business. You're in the business of selling pencils, right? Now, how do we want to organize it? So for me, as I say, it's really understanding that we're only limited by ourselves. It really is a question of deciding what you want to do and going to do it. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. So let, let's talk about then 
first and foremost, where we're at today. And there will be, as we discussed earlier, there will be more wealth created during this period of time than perhaps in, in any other period of time that we've seen in, in history. But there'll also be more wealth lost. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's, that's, a, that's a very real possibility for, for many, many people here. Um, as, as the millionaire's lawyer, are, are there things that, that folks should be doing right now to protect themselves against the downside? We can talk about the upside in a minute, but is there, is there something in particular or a couple things in particular that they need to be thinking about to protect themselves from the downside? Yeah, good question, Steve. Uh, hopefully, and if they've been taking the advice of the millionaire's lawyer, they've already done many of the things, right? Because uh, that's, that's why it's interesting. I had a conversation with a, a client yesterday who's in, in a lawsuit, uh, and uh, he stands to lose three or $400,000 from uh, a purchase. He purchased that he didn't uh, understand that he also was going to have to pay for the inventory of the business. Uh, and uh, so he was you know, now trying to recreate things and trying to recreate meetings that occurred. And I was pointing out to him that all of that was entrenched in the agreements that were signed at the time, for in this case, yeah. signed in 2016. Uh, there's a reason why you are paying lawyers, right? And, and the minds that are putting things together because uh, the documents and the structures they've put into place, they do, unfortunately, they get called upon during the, the difficult times, right? And so I think a lot of people now are going to be realizing that and hope, hoping that they have put the right things in place. If they haven't, um, to answer your question, I think it's important to look at, uh, to look at curbing your losses, frankly. If people have guaranteed things, if, they're, if their name is personally on things right now, they need to consider what that looks like. If they're on leases, uh, if they have uh, commitments, forward commitments, uh, they need to consider what the implications of those are because you're absolutely right. There, there's going to be, this will be the biggest divide that we see between uh, uh, the haves and haves nots. Those that mm-hmm. can finance and get through this uh, time uh, are going to have a lot, are going to see a lot of opportunity. They're going to have the ability to pick up assets that are uh, that are going to be quite distressed for those that haven't prepared properly or haven't structured things properly. So for anybody else, I'd say right now keep your powder dry because uh, there are going to be opportunities. But be be planning and be forward thinking. If you can raise cash right now, it's probably a good time to raise cash because there's going to be opportunity. Mm-hmm. And so so to that end, let's let's talk about negotiation. I mean, what what can folks reason reasonably expect to to negotiate if there is personal liability like should should they be looking to to negotiate through those terms and if so what 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 is a good negotiation approach great question because uh if somebody is being squeezed right now uh they have to uh, negotiate is a great way to, to say to them, reach out. So for example, reach out to a landlord and say, look, you know, I'm not going to make it, or there's a, there's a, there's a, a great chance I'm not going to get through to the other side of this. Uh, in which case you end up with nothing. So would you take 50, if, if I'm prepared to sign off or do something now, would you take 50 cents on the dollar? In other words, f- saying to a landlord, saying to somebody that's owed money right now, 
Um, let's negotiate something that we, that I know I can get to, that I know that my, me or my business can support. Uh, and then we'll come out of this on the other end together. Because the reality is, as I say, lawyers, really probably lawyers are probably the, the people are gonna do best from this because there's gonna be a lot of work for litigators as well as they go to collect. But the reality is anybody that's got to sue to collect on debts realizes that they're gonna end up with much less in their pocket as well if they're paying lawyers to action it. So you're much better off to negotiate. Uh, I've been saying to a lot of clients uh, that have been reaching out saying, what do I do? Or I'm, you know, I am feeling some pressure here. Uh, and I'm saying, pick up the phone or, you know, reach out. There's, there's no harm in having a dialogue, especially right now. I think everybody's receptive to, first of all, working out something that perhaps everybody can be a bit better off for. Uh, they're sensitive to the, uh, uh, to the, to the nature of the times and there's government, some government assistance for this, but we realize that this is going to be a deep hole to climb out of. And we're all going to, we're going to be better off if we, we try to climb out of it together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you, um, do, do you see, any sort of, um, I mean, I know you're, you're in very different conversations than, than most people. Do you see any sort of, uh, of red flag concerning collapse or, or anything? Um, like what, what are, what are your circles talking about in terms of just worst case out of this? What, what are you hearing? Uh, that's a great question because some of the conversations I'm having with people are, I mean, not collapsed, but uh, significant change. So industries are going to change. They are, they were in the process of changing anyways. We talk again, macro levels, like uh, the food industry, you know, beef, milk, all these things, they were in a very uh, oil now, right? They were in a state of change to begin with. This is just accelerated what the nature of that change looks like. And mm-hmm. so those macro thinkers, those people thinking differently are, are, are thinking about what the opportunity in the for, what in the future is going to look like and trying to make sure that they are there. Because yes, there's definitely going to be at a macro level, significant changes as a consequence of this. Yeah. Yeah. Rich, uh, questions for JP before I go to my, uh, my, my next question here. Yeah. Uh, one, I want to go back to thanks from that question earlier, because I, w- I wasn't really even thinking about that when I first asked about Elon and thinking differently because your job is to look for the problems while his job was to look for the opportunities and to protect him from the problems while he continues to look for the opportunities. So it's about getting that team around you. Um, As a lawyer, when someone say they're pivoting now, let's keep beating it. um, They've had a job. They don't think their job's coming back. At what point, at what point do they need a lawyer? And do some of these services that maybe they don't have a lot of money, like a legal zoom or whatever, like, are they asking, are they starting to go down the wrong path if they just skip corners early or is there a process they should um, start protecting themselves? Kind of like Steve's question earlier right now, if, if they're moving from, I just keep thinking about these people who've always wanted to do something that now that their boat just got rocked so hard that they're just like, why not? Is it silly for them to go down that path or is it good to just go down that path and adjust, get another bigger, higher price lawyer later? Like what do you, what's your thoughts? Uh, on that? Good question. I think it's, I think it's a uh, factor specific. Uh, so depending on the situation you just mentioned, uh, for example, an employment law situation uh, for something like that, uh, I would, I would lawyer up uh, and I would get in line first. Uh, in other words, I would, I would take action. So, I mean, a lot of these jobs, so they're, there are, when we talk about this opportunities, again, that's why you can answer this question many different ways. Let's be clear. There are companies right now that are cleaning house, right? They have an opportunity to do that. Uh, the law is typically not going to allow them to do that. 
but they are doing it because of current circumstances and they're not going to hire everybody back for those that aren't being hired back. Traditionally, they've got a claim. Uh, if they do feel like they've got a claim, they better bring it early uh, because uh, those that get in line first are the ones that are going to get paid. And these companies may not be willing to pay everybody out or may not survive all the payouts. So in a situation like that, lawyer up, get a good lawyer. Uh, in others, uh, as you describe, uh, for somebody that says, well, maybe I'm not going to sue or, you know, maybe this is the opportunity to start something new on my own. I don't have any problem with people. Uh, and I think I differ from some lawyers uh, and, uh, you know, I'll have people vary degrees on that. But uh, I don't have a problem with somebody sort of incorporates online or starts something on their own online. Um, I, I say to them uh, that... Uh, a lot of businesses fail. The ones that fail are oftentimes the people who have gone and done that themselves. So uh, if you decide that you just don't have the budget right now to lawyer up or get a good lawyer, um, do what you can, but as soon as you're creating value, speak to somebody. So as soon as, it, as, soon as a, there's a value proposition, talk to a good lawyer, put something in place because of what we described from you know, earlier, if you haven't done the right things and you have created value, it's a, lot, it's a lot more depressing to lose it after you've created something, right? Because you haven't put things in place properly. So uh, certainly start off, uh, we, you know, to answer, like we were answering Mary's question is, if you thought to do something, go ahead and do it. And as soon as you can afford to get the, the right advice and the right steps into place, go ahead and do that as well. You'll be well served for doing so. Yeah. Mary, questions for uh, JP? Well, you, okay, I get the concept of lawyer up, but then how do you know you're choosing a good lawyer? Ask them. Really, I would, uh, I mean, on the internet, everybody's a dog, right? You hear that. Everybody, you know, you, you Google a lawyer and you're, you're looking to see what they are and some people will be better markers than others. That doesn't necessarily mean they're a good lawyer. I'd, I'd literally ask them, how have you done this? So whatever you're looking for, how have you done this successfully before? Give me some examples of people you've helped through with this specific situation. For example, an employment law lawyer is going to be a lot different than a family law lawyer, right? Somebody that's assisted someone through whatever type of uh, family law issue. So ask them, where have they done it? Where have they done it successfully? I'm more, I'm an open book. I don't give names, obviously, but I talk through situations where I've helped people through. Uh, the Millionaire's Lawyer, the things that I wrote about in my book, for example, is I was telling war stories. I changed names, but I was talking about some of the stories, some of the people I've helped along the way to create vast wealth for them. So someone comes to me and says, why are you a good lawyer? Why can you help my business get there? I'll say, because I've done it before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, where where do you see then if you were a if you were a betting man, JP, and you had to bet on particular opportunities, what wh where would you suggest people look? Ask for, Elon, and then get back to him. Right? Yeah, well, go to Mars. <laughs> yeah. He's playing at a different level at this point. So uh, can't do can't do a solar company. Can't send a spaceship anywhere, and can't go to Mars. So I think we gotta we gotta go to Jupiter. Go to Jupiter. All right. That's right our plan. Over. Exactly. What, um, I mean, but seriously, with everything that's going on right now, JP, I mean, you, you got to have your finger on the pulse of there being some pretty interesting opportunities. Yeah. What would you suggest people look? I mean, I think that you want to look to things that are going to lead out of this. Um, so, you know, when you say if you can't start one of these companies, you can certainly invest in them. And to the extent they're public companies, you can be doing that as well. You talk about oil. Um, there was money made. And again, I'm not going to give investment advice here, but uh, uh, for the entrepreneurs, and this is going back to what I say, I support them. Uh, for those, I say, speak to the leaders. Uh, for example, we know, and it's, you know, I don't want to make this cliche either, but we know that the work dynamic is going to be altered as a consequence of this. More people are going to be working from home 
more people are either not going to get hired back or they're going to create their own businesses or they're going to say to the company they've been working for, I want to do it differently now. I want to work from home. I want to be set up to do this. So an opportunity exists for those that are looking to uh, assist or add to work at home environments or companies that are doing that. Great investment, for example. I mean, we're, we're speaking via Zoom right now. Uh, you've watched that stock go up 70%, obviously, in the last, uh, uh, last eight months. That's for a very good reason. It's an example of the type of company that's going to do well in the new economy. Yeah. Yeah. No, points well taken. So let, let's do this, man. We, uh, you know, we really appreciate your time and knowing what you build uh, per hour, sometimes uh, a lot more, depending on who it is. Like, I'm sure Elon gets billed a, a little bit more than the average Joe Jane. So, uh, you know, thank you for, thank you for giving us. This, this is all billable though, right? I just want to be clear. This is all billable, right? I mean, yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah. And that's a lawyer. I'll be all, all, I'll be all, all the way. Yes. Yeah. And, uh, that would be Wade Taylor at <laughs> that's right. uh, that invoice will pay it for you. Yeah. But, uh, any, anything else that you want to make sure that you get in here, JP, uh, before we let you jump, uh, as it relates to just uh, again where we are in this this new economy and and perhaps looking at uh, at things differently because you're you're a, you're a very unique breed in that you're you know you're both uh, an attorney and an entrepreneur so you really do bring a unique perspective to the table and then you you work with such accomplished people. Uh, and of course, people who are, you know, uh, aspiring accomplished entrepreneurs as, as well. So I know you marry the, the, the spectrum there. What, what parting words, if you will, can you leave us with insofar as just how to really reinvent lives and, and, and businesses from either a legal or opportunity perspective here? Yeah, great, great question, Steve. So you know, relaying back to those types of people and the types of conversations I have the good fortune to have with them. Um, they, they do have different conversations. You say when they're, they're playing in a different sandbox almost uh, because they can look at and talk with people that can shift things so fundamentally. Uh, you talk about, you know, these are people that will speak with a, a Bill Gates, for example, someone, people that are helping fund things like the, the you know, the WHO. Uh, they are, uh, as a consequence of that um, uh, vantage point, thinking uh, again, as we've been saying ahead, and the thing that I am always struck by in the conversations with them is, uh, despite what people might think, uh, the majority of those people are actually trying to do good as well. Somebody that's created vast wealth um, has a certain perspective, and I am so comforted to know that uh, for a lot of the ones I speak with that have, have achieved that, they are thinking, okay, you know, I'm not doing it now for the money uh, or not just the money. I'm doing it for other reasons as well. How can I help people? Uh, I think about some of these entrepreneurs. That I've watched some of them, for example, fund ventilators and fund uh, COVID-19 testing and all these things where they're sitting back and they realize it's a business pursuit because if they're able to create something that is of value, they'll make some money on this. But they're also saying they're doing this because they know that uh, it's going to make a difference in the world. And I think when you're talking and asking about where the future is, think about how we're going to live differently. And then to add the icing on it or to answer the question that you just put to me, how is it also going to help people? Because that's where uh, entrepreneurs, they want to be. So entrepreneurs that have made money, 
if they can do something to make more money, great. But if they can do something to make more money and help people in the process, that's where they want to be. So if you're an entrepreneur that's doing the same thing, think about that for yourself because to the extent you might be able to work with them or be in the same space as them, you're going to make money as well. And you're going to help people, which is ultimately what we should all be trying to achieve. Yeah, for sure. Uh, before I let you share where people can get more information about you, JP, Rich, Mary, anything else you want to you wanna ask of, uh, of the millionaire's lawyer here before we let him jump? I just no, want to- it's great to see you. Awesome. Excited for your business. Sweet. Thanks, Rich, Thanks you so much, say? Mary. It's great to see you. I look forward to the next chance we get. Yeah. So love you, love everything you're about, but I'm going to challenge you to start a new podcast called The Billionaire's Lawyer. <laughs> so you can raise your standards of- <laughs> Yeah, really. Just messing with raise you. Raise your <laughs> But you never know. Level up. Now you're gonna a whole. You know. Now you can start hiring other lawyers. There you um, go. Hey, it was great talking with you, and look forward to connecting more. That's great. Thanks so much, Richard. Yeah, I, I thought about that. It's funny because uh, as you say, the millionaire's lawyer. There was for a very brief moment we debated the billionaire's lawyer. I thought, you know what? It's probably just a little too exclusive in terms of the uh, the company we're going to keep there. So that's why we we put it down. We kept it at the millionaire's lawyer. Yeah, nine hundred ninety nine million still goes a long way. Yeah, no it matter still goes a long way, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah. Uh, people can connect with you. How JP, where should they go? What should they do? Oh, great. Thanks, Steve. Yeah. So, I mean, the best way is through, uh, through the millionaires lawyer website, which is at jpmcavoy.com. So obviously myself, jpmcavoy.com, which is jpmcavoy.com. Yeah. Awesome, man. All right. We're going to let you jump JP, check out everything that JP has got going on there. jpmcavoy.com and Mary and Rich and I will wrap up here, man. So we'll let you jump. Stay safe, stay strong. Talk to you soon, my friend. All right, Mary and Rich. Yeah, buddy. Talk to you soon. Mary, Rich, uh, let's just, man, you know, let's just wrap up here. And um, I'll, I'll just simply say this, which is so, uh, so, so interesting to, to kind of get a, a little bit of a, an inside look there, um, you know, in terms of just there's, there's very few entrepreneurs that will, will go down insofar as our generation is concerned as having the type of impact, uh, love them or hate them, you know, that, that an Elon Musk has had. And so just to be able to get some, some insight from someone who was there at the beginning, I mean, it's pretty crazy when you think about how much that one guy has been able to do in, in a period of time that the three of us and everyone listening can, can look at and go, oh, I remember, you know, 1995 when x.com, paypal, you know.com, whatever started built eggs and actually before that with the uh, what was it zip two i think it was the um that what it was called right something like that, that. anyway the first, the first one and then you know and then paypal and then is you know i mean uh tesla acquired solar city so technically i think solar city came first and then tesla acquired it um and then you know with uh, spacex what was it and the, and his boring company too and boring and SpaceX and, uh, and even Tesla Motors, right? I mean, just unbelievable what one entrepreneur has been able to do um, in, in a short period of time. So just to be able to get a little bit of insight and, and hear 
you know, from someone who, who has watched that process and been a part of that conversation. Uh, hugely beneficial, which is why, you know, JP obviously is uniquely qualified to, to help folks no matter where they are on the entrepreneurial spectrum. And, uh, and so I'm glad he was able to give us some, some time here uh, today. But man, I tell you, it's, uh, it's one of the same questions that we ask ourselves uh, after every episode of, uh, of Beyond Eight Figures you know, which is well, what, what have you done with your life? <laughs> you know? So, so there you go. But you know, there is something to be said about that. Cause you talk about setting smart goals, right? And one of them is the realistic, when, right? When you're meant, when you're building out sure. the acronym there. Yeah. And maybe the key to build those kind of companies is to not have realistic goals. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Know. Like everyone that's done it at that capacity wasn't realistic at all. They were yeah, shooting for the moon, literally, and Mars. Right? Yeah. I mean, it's, uh, tab is the term that I use, which are tangible, achievable, and believable. And maybe maybe that whole notion of uh, tab goals needs to be reexamined as well, because you're right. Just, I, I guess the only thing that really matters is, is if you believe you can do it. Yeah, did you notice in the two shows back to back, um, mindset, seeing things bigger and in a bigger viewpoint and 30,000 foot view and into the future, because we all become serial entrepreneurs just in a smaller way and serial podcasters. You see that all the time. You know, mm -hmm. some people have four to seven podcasts. So I think we just need to put good information into ourselves. I mean, I had been taking notes for both guests, like, yeah. oh, because it inspired a thought for me. So if we keep listening to other entrepreneurs, we slowly start to ratchet up our ability and our paycheck. Yeah, yeah for sure. For sure. Well, we'll, uh, we'll wrap it here and encourage you guys again to check out everything that's going on with JP, jpmcavoy.com. And got some really interesting guests coming up uh, on Reinvention Radio. We'll share those folks with you here over the next few weeks. Uh, and of course, if you haven't listened to uh, the back episodes, there's been just a tremendous array of, of people from all walks of life that we've had here on the show over the years. Um, so go through the, go through that back catalog. If you got yourself some extra time right now and you're looking for some great content to peruse, uh, definitely check out some of the past shows of reinvention radio. Uh, of course, check out beyond eight figures. Uh, we are actually still giving away free lifetime subscriptions to podcast magazine. Uh, so you can grab that at podcast magazine dot com and uh, we'd love to have you as a part of that journey as well and as always it's wonderful having you mary goulet and you richie ote as a part of our journey here on reinvention radio we love you guys stay safe stay strong and we'll talk to you very very soon take care everybody you just got dismantled. Thanks for listening to Reinvention Radio. For more information about the show and your host, Steve Olsher, visit reinventionradio.com. 